This is your host, Rachel Franklin with Already Dead, a sexual assault discussion podcast. A quick PSA, as I just mentioned, we will be discussing topics surrounding sexual assault, so if you feel like you need a break at any time from listening, please take one. This is a space for healing, for learning, and for creating community. He didn't make me feel like I wanted to die, he just made me feel like I was already dead. Hello. Oh my goodness. We're finally recording. Yay. We're back. No. <laughs> We're finally We're here. <laughs> okay. Um, so today I have with me Bryn Bomberg. Hello, guys. <laughs> What's up? So I'm so excited to be here. This is like a weird setup for me. Okay. So those of you that are not in the room, I bought a huge amount of podcast equipment to do at home. She did. And it took us like an hour to set this up. Yeah. And it's great. We're vibing though. So vibing. (laughs) Um, Anyways, today I have with me a good friend of mine, Bryn Bomberg. We played, she's staring me down right now. (laughs) I've never done this before. So like, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning everything. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Bryn and I played soccer together all through high school. We did. Um, we're both goalies. Uh, Bryn's just an amazing person with an Aww. incredible personality, and she's <laughs> like the biggest sweetheart you'll ever meet. Um. <laughs> so cute, <laughs> love yeah. it. And today we're gonna talk with Bryn because she's also experienced sexual assault multiple times. Yes, um, sadly, sadly, such a, it's it's such a like hard topic to talk about. But I feel like it's so great that Rachel like has this platform for people to like come on and share their stories. Brynn, why don't you give me a little introduction about yourself, a little bit about your background, so that everyone can get to hear your voice. Okay. Um, Hi, guys. I'm Brynn Bomberg. Um, I went to Calabasas High School with Rachel. We played soccer together. Um, I've had it rough for, like, a while, but I think that it made me stronger, in a, as a person and who I am. So a um, little bit about me. Um, started high school, you know, is fun. <laughs> um, but sophomore year, my parents got divorced and found out I was bipolar. So that was definitely really hard on me, like both things just happening at once. So um, yeah, that just didn't sit well with me. I actually went to a mental hospital for five days Um, learned a lot about people and (laughs) how to um, navigate through life um, at a very young age. Um, Then I came back to school, uh, was very quiet. Um, Then like senior year of high school, I had um, another manic episode. Um, While I like knew I was bipolar, but I wasn't taking my medication. So um, I had to go again to the mental hospital for 11 days, and that was pretty rough on me, especially senior year, um, missing school and not being able to be with my friends at that time was very difficult, but I did learn a lot about myself and who I am, um, and I grew a lot, um, so I think that was the main like goal in that, and those few years that were rough, I definitely learned a lot about me and becoming a better person and just a better human in general. 
you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then what else? Um, I play more part. I play for. <laughs> I play at Moore Park um, now. I'm really excited to start like a new chapter in my life just because of everything that has happened in the past. I want to start fresh and new, move home and just be myself and be who I am, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have you at Moore Park. I'm not going to be there anymore. But yeah, I sadly. Will, <laughs> I, I will be coming back to see you guys play games, I promise. Yeah, for sure. We'd love that. I don't know what you want to talk about first, maybe just in order kind of thing. Start from the beginning. Tell me your story. Okay. Um, I'll start with, let's see. I'll just start with the first time that um, something happened to me that I didn't really feel safe and comfortable uh, for a long time. Uh, basically, when I was 15 years old, I went to a soccer tournament um, and... I, it was a big event for um, a soccer team that I was playing for. It's a big thing all, all around the world. And so different people from all around the world were there. And it was over like 3,000 kids. And I just remember someone like touching touching me from the back. And um, I got a little nervous. I was like, who the heck is that? You know, I'm like, I'm like just standing there and... Uh, they like swiped a card through my, yeah. So um, that was definitely, um, that was the first time that something happened to me. Um, and that was very, very scary, very traumatic. I ended up losing my phone as well that day. So that wasn't fun. I couldn't call my parents. I didn't know where I was. Um, I was in a crowd of about 3,000 people. So they couldn't really do anything about it. All I remember is he was wearing like these, um, sunglasses and a hat but I never got his eyes or his face but yeah they looked for him for a long time but they never found him so that was like the first time <laughs> I was 15 oh yeah I never told Rachel this so she's yeah. a little bit in shock <laughs> um, but yeah that was what yeah fuck like I don't understand what goes through people's heads yeah and why they think that's appropriate yeah, and I turned around and I was like, what the fuck? Like, get off of me or like, don't touch me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, in personal space, maybe. Definitely like, when works. did that make you like say that that was okay? Like, I never said that. Right. Don't even know who you are. <laughs> right. So, oh and then I had like a panic attack, obviously, because I was in a crowd of 3,000 people and I couldn't find my phone for the entire night. Couldn't find it at all. So, never found my phone I had to get a new phone <laughs> so yeah Holy crap. yeah that was the first time and then let's see college rolls around <laughs> um I not sure how much I can say about this one just because there was an investigation that was happening with um the school oh yeah yeah, yeah that one yeah yeah, so um, I can't really say much, but basically a coach um, approached me and um, said some stuff, sent some pictures, sent some videos, and so that that was the one of one of the worst ones. But um, yeah, he was um, around twenty five to thirty years old, um, a coach at the school. 
um, sexually harassed me for about six months um, during my time at college. So that wasn't um, very (laughs) fun for me, but I did learn a lot. Um, I learned who my true friends were. I learned, um, you know, that men have power over women sometimes and that, you know, sometimes we assume things are okay when they're not or we think that things are okay when they're not. Um, And I think that that was, it was a lesson I learned. And even though it was a horrific lesson, I definitely learned um, a lot about me and, you know, how to navigate through the power of men that, you know, some men have over you, especially when they're 10 years older than you. So how did that start? Um, So I was filming a video for my team, my soccer team, and um, he approached me in the um what's it called like the the video room of like where you go to the um record Mm -hmm. uh videos and he just asked for my number and I thought that was weird um but he was like oh I can help you like if you need anything like learn how to film like a game and I thought it was normal you know anything like you know I thought nothing of it um and then basically um, asked for my number. I said, okay, gave him my number. And the next thing I know, I see an ad on Snapchat a few days later. So I was like, oh, this is kind of weird, but you know, I'll add him back. Maybe he just wants to be friends or something. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know anything of it. He started, um, talking to me every day, sending me graphic, um, videos and pictures, um, just a lot. And then, it got to a point where um, I was very uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do. So I told my roommate, my roommate saw some of the pictures and videos, and she helped me um, make a statement about what had happened. Um, I also, on Valentine's Day, he asked me to come to his house and um, give him sexual things. Um, so... <laughs> You know, that was um, very interesting, especially due to the fact that he's 29 um, (laughs) and I was 19 at the time. So I love when they think that's appropriate. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, it was. And then, yeah. And then I ended up not winning the case, but he won in a way. So basically he got sexual harassment classes and told not to not to be near me, which is BS because I'm not even going to that school anymore. So it doesn't matter. Like he's not, I'm not going to see him ever again. Sexual harassment classes for what? Six hours. (laughs) Not going to do anything to teach him what is right. And you know, it sucks because he didn't get more punishment, but at the same time, like what am I going to do about it? You know, I've done everything I possibly can. There's a report. There's an invest. There was an investigation going on for six months. So I did everything I possibly could and I feel proud that I could even stick up for myself, you know, and like have that power that I can like tell them, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't come out and tell people what had happened to them. And I feel like that was strong of me to do in a way, you know, 
even though it didn't end up how I wanted it to end up, at least I tried and at least I put myself first and not other people's opinions. Yeah, absolutely. What was it like? What did it feel like to you when you did come forward with that? I honestly felt empowered. I felt really good about um, what I could do and how strong my voice is in this world. I feel like a lot of people do look up to me. I do get a lot of DMs and people telling me like how I inspire them, which really means a lot to me, you know. Um, but I think that the main like point of me coming forward was for myself and for other people to understand and like see that it's okay that it happened to you, but you just have to be like confident enough to stick up for yourself and you know, be who you are no matter what, you know? Did having him not receive punishment for what he did affect the way you felt about that at all? Yes. Um, I think a lot of my, like, feelings towards the situation, like, changed a lot, you know? I thought that they were going to do more, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? It's a school. They want to keep their, you know, profile very, like, good. So I think that, like, it affected me a lot. When I got the letter in the mail, you know, I dropped to the floor. I was like, what the heck is this? They're going to give him six hours of commu- or six hours of sexual harassment training and to stay away from me? What is that going to do? What is that going to teach him? absolutely nothing and he's probably going to do it to someone else and I and I know that which it sucks that I can't do more because I've already filed the investigation I've already done everything I possibly can you know my mom she wants me to do more she wants me to keep going do what that's the question there's nothing I can do um I did everything that I possibly could to get him in like in punishment because that's just not okay I was 19 years old. He was 29 at the time. That's inappropriate. It's disgusting. And at the fact that the school didn't do much, like anything like more, it just, it disgusts right. me. But I have left that school and I found a better school, <laughs> Moore Park. Um, I love it. But I think that that really like showed me a lesson of, you know, who, who can you, who you can trust and you know (laughs) yeah do you um I want to point out that like you had mentioned you're 19 he's 29 Mm -hmm. I've been assaulted by a 29 year old and I'm 19 you know not cool yeah okay right definitely Mm -hmm. creepy as hell but um technically I know there's someone going to be listening on this saying well that's technically legal right you're both adults um, right, but it wasn't, wasn't consensual. consensual. So there we go. That, so that's <laughs> illegal right off the bat. Yeah, but um, also just the difference in power in this situation. Exactly, because coach he was a and coach. and and I was an athlete as well. Right. So that's a coach and an athlete. That's right. Just inappropriate in general. Completely wrong. Right. And uh, totally not allowed. Yeah, and it's just another example even, of even men in power. That's not allowed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just it's just another example of just how men get their way but 
um that's that's a whole nother topic was that one of the reasons that you left the school yes that that was the main reason that I left the school I think also I just everything just wasn't going well you know I did enjoy it but I just had a lot too much trauma there that I just couldn't Mm-hmm. be there I couldn't drive past the school anymore and so if that's the like if that's one of the like sorry if that's the reason like I can't even drive by the school how am I going to go to the school and yeah. play sports there and see him every day that I had to do that because I had to see him every day after that until school was over because he would check us in every day at school so I'd have to see his face I'd have to be around his energy, his negativity, everything. What does that do to you? Honestly, it made me feel like shit. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to lie. Um, I would be like nervous to go up to, up to him. I would be shaking. It just wasn't a good situation. And they didn't do anything to change it. And that's the main point is I never got that. Like, you know, I felt like I wasn't believed. I felt um that the teach other people other witnesses that had been involved didn't stick up for me which really sucked um I think that they did see that something was wrong and they didn't stick up for me they stuck up for him because of the age difference and that he was a coach they stuck up for him yes because because they know him in quotes they know that that he's such a great guy and that he's amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, have you seen his? Yeah. And have you seen his attitude toward girls and younger girls and athletes specifically? Like coach and athlete, that's just disgusting. You know, so. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not the main um, event I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um I have a few more questions on yeah, for Yeah, of course. Know, Go ahead. Fuck comments that. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. Oh my god. You never know what's going on behind closed doors. Exactly. And I think that was the main like thing. Like yeah. I just think that they didn't want to fire him. They didn't want to cause a scene. They didn't want anyone to know about it. Everything was confidential. Um but now since I've left the school, I don't feel like it's something that I can just hide anymore. And yeah. I don't, honestly, I if I do get in trouble for saying this, I don't really care because um, this is really important to me. And the fact that it didn't get handled the way that it should have, that's okay. <laughs> Especially because I won't be going to this school anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. No, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And I like I find it hard to wrap my head I I can understand how other people find it difficult to wrap their heads around the fact that someone can be completely two-faced yeah because I still find it difficult myself to wrap my head around how the people that have abused me can be so fucking two-faced but um yeah no it happens exactly it fucking happens and Mm -hmm. when someone comes out with something traumatic that happened to them Mm -hmm. it's not an easy decision for them to do it's not an easy process for them to say that out loud to themselves let alone to someone else so there's absolutely no reason for you to tell them that you don't believe them that 
they are wrong about something because trust me, they've told themselves that already. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was like the main because you don't struggle. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was the main struggle for me to like see the witnesses, the witness, like, um, their like statements. I think that was the hardest part because my roommate lied a lot and she actually like took his side. Um, it was this whole thing. She's a bitch, but we don't have to get into that. Um, but basically I, I saw some of the witnesses and their statements Mm -hmm. and the fact that some of the teachers that I don't even know, like I don't even talk to stuck up for him, um, and said that I was wrong or like something like that, you know, like you don't even know the situation first off. And then you're, you're like taking his side when you don't know the situation that that was the worst part, I think. And then just being, being, having to be around him all every day, seeing him every day, him approaching me in the parking lot, threatening me. Huh? Oh, (laughs) you want me to get into that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was walking in the parking lot and he basically said, if you tell the athletic director, we're going to have a problem. And so I called the athletic director right there and <laughs> right then and there. And I let him know what he said. And he said, come and see me right now. I was like, yeah, I'm getting threatened in the parking lot by your fucking um, employee. So that's going to be a problem. And then I was walking um, on one of the roads and I saw him with some girl, but I didn't know if he was stalking me. And it was really scary. I had to lock all my doors that night. Like I was honestly afraid for my life. Because he was at the same place I was at the same exact time in an alley when I was going to my car in the parking lot. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a fun month. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to deal with that. And then the school not believing me and everything. It was just, that was just horrific. And then I got into a car accident a f- like two months later, sting time. And that was only, what, six months ago? Oh, yeah. This was six months ago. This was about, no, it was probably six or seven months ago. I have another question. Mm -hmm. You said this went on for like six months. Yeah. So it started in um, October of last year. It It ended in March. The investigation or him? No, him. Him. Oh. Yeah. The investigation just ended in June. Oh. (laughs) It took them almost six months to... So this went on for like a year. Figure them out. This whole thing went on for like a year. Yeah. Basically. Almost a year. Probably a little less. A little less than a year. Yeah. So. Curious. Mm -hmm. No judgment here because. Yeah. No fucking judgment. Yeah. Um, What was going through your head when it first happened and then it kept happening? Um. At first I was like, oh, it's a friendly thing. Like we're just talking like, oh, uh, how was your day? Like, you know, basic Mm -hmm. stuff. Then when it started getting graphic, I was like, this is inappropriate. I don't like this. I was feeling very uncomfortable, unsafe when he said he wanted me to come over, when he wanted me to come over. Um, It was just very inappropriate in general. I just didn't like how everything went down. Um, And then the Valentine's Day was like the worst part of it was when he, you know, asked me to come over on Valentine's Day and give him oral and give him different things. Um, and yeah. Um, what made you decide to go to the school? Like what was your point where you were like, I think that what made you switch? 
I think that was the worst. Like, I think that was the main, like, oh, shoot. But someone actually reported that they saw some weird thing going on between us. And I didn't report it to the school. Someone did. I will never know who it is. And that's what scares me is because how did they know that we were like in contact, first of all? And how did they, they said that it seemed like he was making me uncomfortable. So I think that was like a big wake up call. I was like, oh, someone else sees it too. Okay. And, yep. but then they didn't even believe me or like they didn't even like give right. him p- punishment. They just wanted to s- save their ass and not, you know. Yeah. But yeah, well. someone else, re- a teacher or a counselor reported it. So I don't know who it was. And I really wish I did know because it's been in my head a lot. Like who, who saw this? Who? Did you ask? Can you? No, I, it's, it's confidential. Yeah. Cause they didn't want me, me to know who it was. Got it. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. So I, I wasn't even the one who stepped forward. Someone else did. And then I decided to after, because I was like, this is not okay. I realized I was like, oh shoot, this is not good. This is not okay. Right. It starts with, like, little things. In that yeah, way. of course. So, whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa is right. Okay. Um, all right, continue on with your story. Um, well, that's it for that one. <laughs> um, I don't know how to start this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long one. Um, but Tinder's dangerous. I'm just going to start with that. Um, I think all dating apps are not the safest um, in general. But I think that if you do end up meeting up with someone on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or whatever, I think that you should definitely tell a friend, tell someone that you're going, where you're going, who you're going with. Just make sure you are careful because that's where I wasn't careful and that's where I learned my lesson um, on May 10th of this year um I was assaulted sexually assaulted um it was definitely one of the hardest nights of my life um I think it it affected everything from then till now I switched schools I moved home um just a lot of things changed um I actually (laughs) brought something that I'd like to share um if that's okay with you Rachel (laughs) Of course it is. I already knew you were bringing this. I know. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to be like, surprise. Um, but um, I ended up writing a journal of every day after the assault had happened. So I'm just going to read this to you, to you guys just so um, you understand like where I was, where I was mentally and physically. Okay, so right about here, I'm going to give you guys a little trigger warning. Um, We get into a pretty deep discussion um, that gets a little graphic for some people about some details of what happened to Brynn. So if you want to skip ahead, there is definitely some great discussion in here but I know some of these details may be a little too much for some so go ahead and skip to the 39 minute 31 second mark if you'd like 
feeling numb. Can't explain what happened. I feel like things were going okay. And then this. I can't handle all this pain. My heart hurts. My body hurts. Why? Why me? I know everyone says that when something bad happens, but that's how I feel. I'm mostly in shock. I feel like my emotions are numb. I can't cry anymore. It hurts so bad. I guess my brain is telling me to turn my emotions off, telling me not to feel the pain, but I do. I do feel the pain. What do I do from here? How do I go on with life? How do I forget what just happened? How do I move past this? How do I not think of his hand around my neck telling me I can't stop? Just writing this down brings me to tears. I can't forget. It just feels like a dream. Can I wake up? Then I remember it's real. Just wish I listened to my gut telling me not to go that night. Should have listened to my gut telling me that it was a bad idea, telling me something bad was happen, was coming, <laughs> why I didn't listen. I'm not sure. I just wanted to feel something, feel love. That was the opposite of love. I felt pain, disgust, numbness. He touched me. I said no. He proceeded to tell me he doesn't care. If I stopped, that he would hurt me. How do I go back? How do I tell myself what was going to happen? I'm upset at him, but for some reason, I'm upset with myself for going, letting him sexually assault me. Why I didn't get out of the car, the police officer said. I paused. How do you get out of your own car when someone is threatening your life, telling you to keep going when all you want to do is cry and leave? The feeling I have from what happened is unexplainable. So many emotions flowing through my mind and mostly my heart. How do people think that this is okay? How do people think that, how do people do this to others? How do I forget? I can't. May 10th, 11.44 p.m., he touched me, kissed me a minute later, felt my body up after all I, all I, all that was not what I wanted, pulled my pants down, told me to give him oral. I didn't, sorry. <laughs> um, I did what he said because I was scared. I felt pressured, unsafe. I didn't give him, I, I didn't, sorry. <laughs> okay. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I haven't read this since like the yeah. day, so it's a little bit much. Um, if I didn't give him oral correctly, he slapped me in the face um, and then proceeded to choke me. Um, I'm going to take a second, but. I just wanted to share that because I felt like the world was just not on my side and I felt in so much pain that I didn't even want to feel the emotion. I didn't want to feel the pain anymore and I was very depressed. I was not myself and I didn't feel like myself that day after. Even that day that had happened but especially after the fact, I was, I felt like I was in a dream, you know? Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I felt just out of, out of this world, you know? Um, so I think that was like the main reason that I did go to the police and I did 
um, report it because I felt like he was going to do it to someone else. And I know that he has. He um, recorded me while assaulting me while I was crying. Um, And I think that turns him on, which is disgusting. Um, And I know that that's not okay. But he made it seem like it was okay. It was okay to him. It was okay to him. Exactly. Like every other time that it's happened. Um, Do you need to take a minute? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. It just, I haven't read it since the day of yeah. it happening. Or me writing it. So yeah. it's just a reminder of everything that happened. And I just, I haven't thought about it. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I like, I thought about it for months and since like that those months have passed I tried to forget about it it still comes in my head now and then but when the police called me the other day and said they had information that really like woke me up you know I was like oh shoot like you guys are still working on the case you know I didn't know that they were still working on it and it felt good because someone actually believed me and someone is actually caring about my story. You mentioned the police officer said something when you were writing. Yeah. So he basically didn't really, he was like, why didn't you get out of the car? <laughs> I was like, well, he was choking me at the time. So I didn't really have an option, you know? And so that's when I asked for the female lady to come in. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I asked, I, I asked um, the sexual assault, like the sexual harassment lady who was like from the county or whatever. Mm-hmm. She came in. She, I was like, yeah, I'm going to need someone else here. My friend was actually with me the entire night, which made me so much more safe. Felt, I felt so much more safe. Um. So that was, that was good. And I don't remember, did you go to the police the same night? I did. So I got home around 1230 AM and my, I told my roommate what had happened. I dropped on the floor, cried. I went to the bathroom and I just kept vomiting. And she told me, she said, Bryn, I think you should go. And I called the sexual assault hotline actually and they told me you should you should stick up for yourself and I listened because I think that it's so important for everyone to hear my story and everyone else's stories um, because it's just so important to have that awareness but yeah I feel like we're all we're all in this together you know I feel like it happens so much more than you would think mm-hmm. and I think that if we all stick together and we all have that awareness of other people and our store, our own stories, I think that we will become really strong as a whole. <laughs> Do you, um, okay, I'm so sorry. Like this fucking triggers me to my core. Like, yeah. Why didn't you just get out of the car? Yeah. Okay. Pause. Two things here. One, it was your car. Yeah, it was my car. Like he just got in. He got in, locked the door. But I had I had control. I could unlock it. Right. But I was being choked and slapped in the face multiple times. So how was I supposed to just get up and leave my own car? Also, <laughs> also, I was in a middle of a parking lot in the middle of nowhere. 
So I didn't know where I was. So that was also couldn't really do much. <laughs> so let's just say you did get out of your car. Yeah. Where like, would I have gone? Thank you. Thank you. Where the fuck is this to go? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I was like, um, is that a question? Is that really a fucking question? Like, can we, can we not? (laughs) I know they have to ask like every fucking little detail. They do. And okay. But like the the funny, okay. Not funny. But the crazy thing is, is when he asked that question, my face was like, are you dumb? Like, are you kidding (laughs) me? And he goes, he goes, he, he literally said to me, he was like, oh, I just have to ask, like, stupid questions like that. Yeah. Like, I understand that, like, I because my face was, like, my mouth was open on the floor. I was, like, like are what? You, are you dumb? Yeah, yeah, so I was, like, um, excuse me? <laughs> and then he was, like, oh, no, I have to ask these questions. Like, yeah. he was reassuring himself because he knew. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> he knew it sounded stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew. That's yeah. <laughs> at least he knows. Yeah, um, at least he knew that, like, yeah. But I think, like, my main thing that was really hard for me mm-hmm. was that he didn't feel the like remorse. What's the word? The guy. Yeah. The guys that assaulted. Yeah. Him. He didn't feel like that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was the main issue. Well, there's many issues, but I think <laughs> yeah. that like that really affected me that he didn't care and that he kept recording me and kept doing it when I said no multiple multiple times and so I will read one more thing just because I think that it's important um okay I didn't know how to run how to get out of this situation um so I wrote this down like that that night or like that the day after it had happened um I think the word again um comes to mind I remember writing down a lot of again because that's all he said again again keep going just keep going again and I questioned it I said you want more like more 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 and I think the word again really brought a lot of trauma to my life, just that word. Um, So I'm going to read this really quickly. Feeling empty. My heart aches, aches for help. Help in handling life. Help in everything. His words, again, again, again. It won't stop. His voice demands again. Don't stop. You can't stop. You won't stop until I say so. Do what I say or else. His camera in my face. The light blinding my eyes. The flash made me blind. Blind in what was happening. Blind in every way. His hips thrust into my mouth. His hips, his hands. Let, not letting me release. My body in pain. Everything in pain. Not knowing how to leave. Not knowing how to run. Run for my life. Scream. Cry. Feeling numb, I said no multiple times. He doesn't listen, can't get his hands off of me. His fingers run down my skin, his face blank, blank with nothing. No emotion, no guilt, nothing. I got nothing. I got pain instead, assaulted, abused, taken advantage of, all of the above. I felt 
I feel like everything is different now. Everything has changed. Can't understand, can't understand why, how, the reason I wanting to, (laughs) the reason, wanting to know the reason, how it was okay, how he lives with himself knowing that he did this to me, how he doesn't feel regret, not even emotion. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That was really powerful. Yeah. So, um, I just felt like that was important to read um, just because um, it really affected me, him not having that emotion. And I want to share one more thing. I'm really good at reading people. I'm really good at, you know, looking people in the eye and seeing what kind of person they are for, through their energy, through their, you know, social cues and everything Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get anything from him which really scared me the most I think was the fact that when I looked into his eyes I saw darkness and emptiness and pain but he took it out on me for some reason even though I did nothing to him Mm -hmm. I think that he was in a really bad place in life or that he just thought it was okay but it doesn't really matter either way. It's still inappropriate and not okay. But I do think that he was going through something that was happening with him because when I looked into his eyes, I usually can read people really well. Mm -hmm. But when I looked into his, I just saw a lot of darkness and emptiness. That doesn't excuse shit though. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying like, I usually get really like, really good yeah um like read readings from people and i just saw nothing like emptiness which was really scary scary for me because i usually get things from people and i just didn't get anything from him complete emptiness yeah which is really scary (laughs) i like from all the experiences i've had i mean like you know yeah everything that's happened to me too but like yeah all my experiences the people that have assaulted me like twist it in their head yeah they think that it's okay or they make it like they seem it like it's like, right that's not assault that's not what happened oh, I, <laughs> or they tell me yeah. like, oh i did yes i did exactly those things that are assault but i would not call that assault right and that's not okay but this sounds a little different to me than that like not an experience i've had this sounds like he knew exactly what the fuck he oh was he doing. he definitely knew what he was doing because he's definitely done it to other girls he mm-hmm. probably has a saved profile of all the girls he's assaulted and videotaped because when i said i don't want to be videotaped he still did it either way he said i yeah. you don't have a choice yeah no, that he like sounds apathetic um yeah and just that the fact that he like knew that he was assaulting you like you know what right I mean? like and i just or don't he didn't even try to ignore the fact that he was assaulting you yeah and also who taught him that this was okay yeah and how did he grow up thinking that this was okay and continuously do it you know what i'm saying yeah like how does he just like i'm obviously upset i'm obviously crying i'm obviously not okay with this and he continuously did it And I think that was the big wake up call. Like, whoa, people are actually fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Crazy as shit. Like, that is so disturbing. It's really disturbing. That's why I didn't read most of what I wrote because it's very graphic. Yeah. Um, Whatever you're comfortable with, like, don't. 
no and I think that like it's important for people to know what happened but at the same time it's like I don't want people to feel uncomfortable and like not like it's it's a little graphic for you know this but I think it's important to talk about because it does happen so often that you like I half of my friends have been assaulted and I didn't even know you know and it's it's scary it's not something that it's not something that people talk about and I think that it's so good that you have this platform that people can talk about and that people can dm you you know talk to you about situations that have happened to them and see that you have helped a lot of people you know I think that's just so important yeah I it honestly like because people don't tell their family, they don't tell their friends. Yeah, and like, that's what's scary. Is like they don't they don't admit it to. I didn't admit it to myself for like months. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like fuck. Mm-hmm. You don't want that to be true. No, you don't. And that's and that's okay. But you have to realize it's not okay. Right. That what they did. You know. Right. right and right. you can't let them take advantage of you like that. And you have to stick up for yourself, no matter what. Who cares what people think, you know? Yeah. You got to stick up for you and be confident in your story and who you are. Right. And, you know, like, that definitely takes people different. There's different ways to do that there for yourself. There is, and that's okay. And that's okay, too. Like, not everyone feels comfortable going to the police. That's no. fine. Um, but. And that's okay. Yeah, but. It's just, you, you sh- do what you should. But what you need to do for yourself. Do what you need to do for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You had talked about. Like, how you basically, in your own head when you were writing mm-hmm. this, like, why did I go? Why yeah. did I let him, I, you said? I felt like it was my fault for a long time. I'm going to be honest. I felt like if I didn't have gone, if I wouldn't have gone, I wouldn't have been assaulted, which is true. But it doesn't make an excuse for what he did. But I do, I de- definitely learned a lesson not to um meet up with strangers on tinder um (laughs) yeah but um i think that it's really important to share my story and share my side of what had happened just because a lot of people are going through the same thing but can't or won't or like not can't or won't but like they don't feel comfortable sharing their side of the story or their experience because it's traumatic and a lot of people you know don't want to share it it's something that's really scary in this life you know and I think that it's important that I'm confident enough to Mm -hmm. and like able to share it because it did affect like almost six months of my life um how does it make you feel like thinking about it now Thinking about it now, I'm in disgust, to, to be completely honest, but I've grown so much from May to now that I see my changes and I'm happy with them, if, like, just in general, but, and how much I've grown as a person from May to now. I think that I went through a depressive month um, till about June And I got myself up every day and I went to the gym every day after that. Um, And I've been working really hard, just losing weight, getting myself back to who I am. And I think that's really important, you know, doing things you love, going out, getting up every day, not sitting around. You know, that's something that 
really affected me was just laying around and thinking and thinking about it. So I think that that was really important that I wasn't doing that because that just, it makes it, it would, it would have made it so much harder for me mm-hmm. and longer of a process to understand what had happened and recover from what had happened. I'm still never going to be recovered from what had happened. I'm never going to forget what had happened. But I think that me pushing myself every day to do be better and be a better person has really helped me. Good for you, Bryn. Thank you. It, re- it was really hard. I'm going to be honest. It was really, really hard. But I did learn so much about myself and so much about this world that yeah. we just we just have to be careful. And there's a lot of people out there that we can't trust and that, you know, don't don't understand what the word no means. <laughs> um, so I think that yeah. it's important that we stick together and stay strong as a group, as a whole, us girls, us guys, everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something you said earlier, like, half your friends have experienced yeah and that's i can't count a handful of friends that have not experienced assault me as well guys and girls Uh, me too and that's the saddest thing that i've ever heard because when my friend had come up to me and said she was assaulted i broke down and i started crying Mm -hmm. because she is one of my best friends and the fact that she couldn't do anything about it really 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 affected me especially because it happened after my assault right so when she had come up to me and said Bryn I was raped I literally I broke down I started crying it was really hard because she she's done so much for me and she's helped me so much with my situation and my entire life she's been there for me so the fact that she had come up to me and said Bryn I haven't told my parents I need someone to talk to about this and that she chose me to talk to that really, really, really was hard for me because I, I'm so glad I was there to be there for her, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, it, it broke me when she told me what had happened and, you know, so many of my friends have been assaulted. So many, I, I have like one friend that has not Yeah. out of all my friends, which is insane. It's insanity. Like, how how is this world making this okay? Or how are these people thinking that this is okay? I want to talk about um, a few other topics not related sure. to, like, just, like, your opinions on other things. Yeah. Um, something that you mentioned with, like, I want to talk about grooming. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to talk about, I want to talk about inappropriate age gaps. Okay. And, um, especially because it was a coach in your situation, I'd mm-hmm. say, I guess, absolutely. Um, what are your thoughts on the power dynamic between that? Oh, I think that it's insanity that, I just think that it's crazy the power that he had over me and the power that he won from the situation. I think that if he would have gotten more punishment, he would have lowered his ego. But since his ego is so 
fucking high or strong that I think it's just a matter of time before he does it again, Mm -hmm. which is really sad that the school did not see that. But here we are. I think that the power that a man has over a younger woman, younger women in general, is insane. It's a lot more than you would think. I think that it doesn't matter. I don't think age matters, but I think once it becomes that coach, the coach-athlete dynamic, that's when it becomes inappropriate. That's when it becomes not okay, you know? What do you think about, like, shows like Pretty Little Liars or something where, like, Ario and Ezra were... Right. Like, they they totally fucking romanticize those relationships. And I think that that's the problem. I think that people think that that's okay um, just because they're watching it on the TV. They're watching, they're seeing that that's okay. And that's targeted at a younger audience, too. Exactly. And I think that that's what's scary in this world. Like, you watch a show, you think, oh, that's normal, you know? But I think that they were just trying to show, like something in the show I mean it doesn't I but I do think that once people see that they watch it on the tv oh these actors are doing it though oh these these famous people are doing it oh it's okay but I think it's not (laughs) I just think that like that older like it's supposed to be someone you're looking up to um Mm -hmm. and the power that they have over someone younger someone of a different gender or same gender doesn't matter for a coach or a teacher someone that has power over your grade your playing time exactly connections with your other um other adults in your lives who exactly have, who have that power as well exactly um that is immediately even if you're the same age like i coach high school exactly exactly Um, I just think that it's crazy that that's normal to people or that's okay to people. I think that it's honestly like sad that we think that that's okay. Yeah. Having, having power over someone immediately makes the situation inappropriate. Exactly. I think that was the problem right, right, right at the beginning I saw it coming. Right. But I didn't think that it was going to get to the point that it did. Right. Absolutely. Why would you think that? Yeah. No one knows. Who the fuck would think that? Right. Exactly. Who would know? (laughs) But just the way that he used to talk to me, like, oh, how was your day? You know? Yeah. Like, that's not something you need to ask me when you're not even my coach. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't your coach. No, it was not my coach. But it was still an athletic coach at right, the school. Right, 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 right. <laughs> at the school I went to. Right. Right. You know. Consensual um, interactions indicate that each party is able and comfortable and given the space to turn down. Right. What's going on. Right. Um, yeah, given the space to say yes or no. Yeah, but I wasn't given that option. So, in a power dynamic, you or an imbalanced yeah. power dynamic, you are never given the exactly. full opportunity to say no comfortably. Exactly. exactly, and that's the problem. 
and that's that can lead to coercion to mm-hmm. grooming to right a number of different ways that are sexual assault right thank you so much Quinn of course thanks for having me we're having another I know. conversation too like, oh, okay not right now but like yeah <laughs> thank you so much for having me I mean I'm just glad I could share my I'm my so story glad. with everyone because I think it's so important that people are aware of that it happens more than you think Alrighty, everyone. This is your host, Rachel Franklin. Thank you for listening to this episode of Already Dad, a sexual assault discussion podcast. I hope you were able to take away something positive from our conversation today. Wishing you all the best. See you next time with another episode of Already Dad.